Hello, here I am in my van, full-time van life. I'm Kimberly Ann, your host. We'll see how this works without a microphone because it might not work at all. I don't know. So I'm just starting week three of full-time van life and I have so many complaints, but instead of complaining because nobody wants to hear anybody complain, I'm going to vlog instead and tell you what I've been up to. And I'm also going to use this as a podcast episode. So we'll see how that works. My first three days in van life were not bad. I drove up the coast of California and it was gorgeous. I stayed the first two nights in casino parking lots and they were both, both of the different parking lots were great. The first one was better than the second one. My third night was at a Boondockers Welcome House, and that's an app and a website. It costs $50 a year, but you can find places to park in people's driveways on their or on their property for free. Most of them are free, not all of them. And most of them are long-term, long-time RVers. And the people I stayed with were super nice and super helpful. And then a woman that I met online, Shonda Sinclair, drove an hour to have dinner with me in this cute little town in Oregon called Grants Pass. We had a really, really, really great time showing each other our vans and talking about van living. And the next day I drove toward Bend to attend the van gathering Descend on Bend. And I went specifically to meet other full-time van dwellers. But unfortunately, I did not meet a single one. I did speak to about 30 people. Everyone was super nice, but there were no full-timers. And I know that they were there. I just seemed to have missed all of them. I camped with a friend of a friend and their friends, which was really fun and actually the highlight of my trip there. But it was dusty and it was super hot. And I cleaned my van before arriving, but it was soon covered with dust inside and out. I looked at Descend as Burning Man without the fun. So there were no costumes, there was no art, no temple, which is the reason that I go to Burning Man or went to Burning Man. I don't go anymore. I haven't been since 2010, but I had been quite a bit before then. And there were no burning things down, obviously. So there was just a lot of dust, heat, and loud music until 1 a.m. or later. I did a hike to Hole in the Ground, which is exactly what it sounds like, a hole in the ground. (laughs) And it was really, actually, it was just okay. It wasn't fantastic. It, you know, it was good to hike the mile there and the mile back because I like walking. It wasn't even a hike. It was just a walk. But it was, eh, it was okay. It wasn't great. It was okay. Yeah. And sadly, my poor dog, Jake, who is laying right here snoring, got super tired and super hot. And later in the day, when I went out again with my new friends, he was just done and I had to carry him. And he was also a dick to their dogs. Uh, He loves some people, but he hates all other dogs, most other dogs, probably 94% of other dogs and other animals in general. And on day two, the smoke came in and I left. So I was not enjoying all the dust and the heat and neither was Jake. I loved the people that I was camping with, as I said before, and I would have stayed to spend more time with them, but I just could not handle the elements. I drove four hours north through very thick smoke. It was the worst smoke that I have ever experienced. And I've 
been around some pretty bad smoke living in California through the fire seasons over the last few years. I wore a mask, but my dog could not. So my cousin had a friend and the friend let us stay outside his house in a small Oregon town. It was super nice to be there except for the heat, which was over 90 degrees. He did have a lovely fig tree though, and I got to pick as many figs as I possibly could. And I ate them over the past week, finishing them yesterday. They were amazing. If you've never tried fresh figs or a fresh fig, I highly encourage you to do so, but make sure that they're ripe, which means they're soft. The last couple of days, I added goat cheese on top of the figs, and they were so good. Just so good. So good. The next day, I drove to Portland to stay with my cousin, because that's where she lives. And it would have been absolutely amazing, except that Jake did not get along with her dog or her cat. So after one night indoors, we were back in the van. And Portland was difficult. There was a heat wave. There are so many homeless. And I didn't feel great staying in my van there. I stayed one night downtown. It did not feel safe to me. So the next night, I stayed at a Boondockers Welcome which was the parking lot of a wood shop and the owners live in their RV outside. Plus it was a better neighborhood with no homeless people and lots of other RVs and camper vans. And they even walked Jake around for an hour with no worry, but it was still too hot. So I headed for the coast, which is where I am now. My first two nights I stayed at the Blue Heron Cheese Factory in Tillamook. It's spelled Tillamook, but it's pronounced Tillamook. And it was free for one night, or you can stay two nights if you're part of Harvest Hosts, which I am not. But I spoke to the woman inside, and she let me stay for two nights anyway. I really like their setup. They have a huge open field with quail walking around. They've got all these cute animals, like llamas and goats, and tons of RVers and vanners. But the weird part was that there were four other vanners while I was there and their vans were completely decked out like mine, but no one would talk to me. I tried approaching each person. I smiled, I waved, and not one person was interested in engaging. And this is where I realized that I have been under some extremely false beliefs and expectations. I assumed that other vanners would be friendly and I would find a community here, but nope completely the opposite. People jumped back in their vans as I approached, or they turned away, or they just ignored me completely. And it made me really sad. It's not that I'm more lonely, or I feel more alone in this lifestyle. So far, I have pretty much been alone for the past year plus, And I've had months of zero contact with any humans, uh, texting, clubhouse, Zoom, and phone calls not included but in-person contact, not much. I'm used to being alone and I like it. I'm an introvert in that I need to be alone to regroup and get my energy back, which is the Meyer Briggs, Myers-Briggs definition of an introvert. But I am an extrovert in that I really love talking to people, you know, for a certain amount of time. I love the interaction. I love the exchange. I'm super friendly and I just, I love being around people and I'm looking for a community. So to be honest, I'm really sad that it does not look like I will find you here in van life. And I'm going to have to deal with that. Regarding my podcast, I still have six interviews in the can, but the editing app that I use and pay $300 a year for Descript does not work at all on the road which means instead of spending one to two hours a day editing the podcast, which is what I normally do, 
using Descript, I would have to go back to spending four to five hours a day editing in, in Reaper. And it's just another reason that I won't be able to continue producing podcast content, or at least not interviews. Even before I started reading the book Essentialism, which I highly recommend, I realized that I had stopped doing what I love most in the world, which is writing, in order to explore other venues that I thought I had to do in order to be a good digital nomad slash van lifer, which is podcasting and YouTubing. And in prioritizing the podcast specifically, I stopped writing altogether. I didn't start the podcast podcast or even YouTube in hopes of monetizing them. But I do make money from my novels. And since that's what I absolutely love doing, that's what I'll be focusing on. I still plan to release the last six podcast interviews, though it may take even longer than I originally planned due to the editing time. And I may vlog or post YouTube content if and when I feel like it and I have something useful to say. I don't know. But writing makes me happiest and writing earns my living. So writing is what I'll be spending the majority of my time doing. Okay, so here is an update to my update. And this is totally unscripted, so I have no idea what's going to happen. I have spent the last week, so this is week three, I think, at my old apartment. Well, I only spent one night outside my old apartment in the van, of course, but in the area, so in the San Francisco Bay Area, and I have been to Sacramento to get my van fixed through the van builders, and they did a fantastic job above and beyond, although there are still a couple of things I can't figure out, and I'm not sure if it's user error or what, but when other people do them, like turn on the front burner of the stove. It's not really an oven, but it is a stove. It does not work for me, but it works for everybody else. So, and I'm doing the same thing, but whatever. I'm just going to use the back burner. I'm finding ways around everything. And I'm using my jet boil a lot, mostly, because otherwise I have to get out of the van and go into the back and turn on the propane, move things around and turn on the propane open the door and turn on the propane and then turn it, remember to turn it off. And so when I am parked somewhere long-term, like on BLM land, this will be really easy to do. But in the cities where I am currently staying, like tonight I am on a street in San Francisco, that is just not doable. But the jet boil, small breaks down, works perfectly. So I use that every single day. And I spent a couple nights in Sacramento. I can't even remember anymore. And for some reason, I don't know why or how, I guess just out of sheer necessity, I stopped worrying about where I was going to sleep at night. And I stopped planning it. And I stopped planning it in advance and figuring it out and contacting people and looking it up and trying to find a boondockers welcome. And I just parked on the street. I just stopped caring. I think I just had so much going on that it, yeah, I just didn't care anymore. And so one night I stayed, I guess I was there for three nights. One night I stayed in a motel parking lot where hotel parking lot was it was not hotel it was motel six 
and I was driving around looking for a hotel parking lot and I have one that I was going to that was on my Google Maps and then I saw this Motel 6 and I was so tired so I just pulled in and there was another van person there and they had backed in to a space and there was one space left so I backed into that space and I went to sleep and there were a couple things that I learned which I knew about but I hadn't experienced and that was that I had to do everything before I was parked and I didn't so I did walk the dog and that was done, but I didn't brush my teeth and get ready for bed and all that stuff. So I had to brush my teeth with a dry toothbrush, which is not fun, but fine. It worked, whatever. And I couldn't run my water. I couldn't turn on my lights. And so I just worked my way around it and I went to sleep and it was super loud. It was so loud. It was like a party hotel and People were screaming and it, you know, most hotels are right by the freeway. So it was just really, 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 really loud. And I put my noise cancellation headsets on and I just passed out and slept really well, crazily enough. And then the next night I was driving around looking for another hotel or parking somewhere. And I got really, really, really sleepy as I was driving by a Target. And I did not park in the lot. It just didn't feel right to me. So I parked on the street outside the lot. And again, I slept really, really, really well. And the morning, in the morning, I woke up and I looked out and it was a really bad part of town. <laughs> it's really bad. I did sleep with the alarm on, not in the hotel parking lot, but outside of Target. I did sleep with the alarm on my van on. And so I felt safe enough. But it was not, and I didn't feel weird. If I had felt weird, I would have left. But it was just not a great part of town. And the night after that, I ended up, oh, so it was two nights in Sacramento. I ended up in Novato. Well, I drove, didn't end up. I drove to my storage unit, which is near Novato, and unloaded everything. And that was fantastic because for three or four days, I had the van area, living area full of bags that I was dropping off at the storage unit and full of bags that I was giving to Goodwill. Another Goodwill run. I've made six at least. And so I had about a two foot by two foot space that I could stand in and cook and make my hot chocolate and do whatever I needed to do, brush my teeth, blah, blah, blah. And that was it. I had no other space and that was not doable for me. But after I dropped everything off at my storage, I repacked the van again, or reorganized again, and it's so much better now. It's I love it. It's so much better. Oh, and I was able to give my van builders, I did reorganize there as well, and I was able to give them a bunch of stuff. I just, I love giving stuff away, and they have a huge house, and it was, it just worked out perfectly. So, I mean, it's not a huge house, but it's bigger than my van. So anyway, when I ended up in Novato, I was looking for parking on a quiet street and I found a really, really dark street and wide lanes and I parked. It was you know, perfect parking. I was even able to walk Jake 
and then put him back in the van and turn on the lights and there was nobody around. And I settled down and went to sleep. And it turned out it was a street where everyone likes to drag race all night long. And I had turned the alarm on the van. It went off every 15 minutes. People were drag racing all night. It was super loud. It was way worse than the motel, than the party motel. And I didn't sleep. I slept an hour and a half, I think, that night. Yeah, an hour and a half that night. It was really bad. But what I learned is I can sleep anywhere. I mean, obviously, I couldn't sleep, but I can park anywhere and I can work it out and it's not the end of the world and they don't have to freak out about it. So that's been really helpful. I ended up then going to Marin where I lived for oh, about, I don't know how many years, 17 years, I think. And it was super hot super, super, super hot in the 90s. And one day I went to the beach and one day I went to the redwoods and I talked to my old neighbors and I ran into my landlord when I was walking Jake and we had a great chat and it was just really good to see people and check in and get my mail. (laughs) And so, yeah, that was where I've been for the past week. And it's been really interesting. I've learned a lot. I've learned that I am a princess for sure, but maybe a little bit more adaptable than I thought I was. So now I'm in San Francisco. I met a really good part well, my best friend here for dinner, but I also met a really, really good friend uh, earlier to help me fix. I had a computer issue and he's a computer guy. So he fixed my computer issue and it was great. I, I drove over the bridge. It's been, you know, 85 or 85, 95 degrees in Marin. And oh, and one night I spent in Sausalito, which was just gorgeous. And I lived, I had lived there for seven years. So that was really nice. I mean, I know my way around really, really well. And I was able to find perfect parking there and, and super safe. And it was, it was really nice. I love Sausalito. But when I got to San Francisco and I went to my friend's house, he lives out in the avenues in the outer Richmond, no outer sunset. And there were, there was, there was tons of parking. It was all level and as I drove over the bridge and the fog rolled in, I was so, I felt so happy. I just, oh, I'm just embracing the cold and the wind and the fog in a way I never have before because living in a van, it's so much nicer, just so much nicer. So yeah, I could, I didn't, but I could have parked and slept there. There were no signs. There was, there was no two hour, there was no permit parking. There's street cleaning, but as long as you're on the correct side of the street, you can park there. And there were other vans there. He even has a van that he showed me. It was it's really cool. So I have that um you know in my my head for when I come back. That's somewhere I can park. It's by the beach and it's just out of the way and super legal and like I said, uh, level. So after I met my best friend for dinner, we had Ethiopian food, which we love. And he was parked in a really great spot in Nopa, north of Panhandle. It's so funny. I lived on the Panhandle for almost 20 years. I lived in San Francisco for 20 years. And I lived 
the majority of that time I lived uh, right on the panhandle and <laughs> north of the panhandle was not called Nopa back then. So I just cracks me up that everything's got a little acronym and it was the Western edition. But anyway, whatever. That's where I am right now. And luckily, also at my friend David's house, who is the Mac guy, he has super, super fast internet. And I was able to download all of the interviews and get them into the editing software that I use, which is Descript. And so I will be able to finish editing those and put those up. And I'm excited about that because then the podcast will be done and I will be on to a new chapter or not (laughs) some new chapter or just not doing the podcast for a while, which is something that I am looking forward to, actually. So I have gotten back to my writing and I am mostly the last week has been driving figuring out some logistical stuff about the van and the storage and this and that and whatever. And then the Portuguese consulate stuff, which I've spent 10 or 12 hours on the paperwork and it's still not done. And I was supposed to go to the consulate tomorrow for an appointment and I just had to cancel it because I couldn't get everything done, but I got a lot done. So that's what happens. And tomorrow I'm going to head south. I'm staying with a friend or not with her, but in front of her house, I guess, in Half Moon Bay for a bit. And then, well, it'll take me a while to get down there. I'm going to travel down there slowly and stay there for a night or two and then come back up here and head to Nevada City to meet another friend. And then I don't know what I'm doing. But that's my check-in. I, Whenever anybody asks me how I feel about van life, I say I hate it. There's absolutely nothing I like about it, but that's not really true. I hate it probably 80% of the time. And about 20% of the time, I, well, about 10% of the time, I find it extremely doable. And about 10% of the time, I love it. And so that's how it's been so far. And that's the truth. And I don't want to sugarcoat things. So yeah, that's what's going on when I'm sitting on the bed, bed slash couch, and in front of my computer, I'm super happy and I love it. And when I'm walking on the beach and the van's right there and I'm doing things that I love to do in nature, I love it. Like today I took a hike that was the same hike that I used to take every single day, pretty much. I would say 90% of the time I hiked this hike every, every day uh, when I lived in Marin and in Fairfax and it's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful hike. And so I just really had a new appreciation for it today because I hadn't done it in well a month. So there you have it. And I always say, if you can't change your situation, change your perspective. And Holly reminded me of that on our call yesterday. She had different words for it, but it's the same thing. And I am finding myself a little bit negative. Yeah, a lot negative. And I'm just (laughs) trying not to do that. I'm trying to switch it and switch my expectations and perspective and embrace van life. But it's been tough. It has been tough, tough, tough. So there you have it. I think 
most of my issues are with the heat. And now that I hopefully have that not, I don't want to say under control, but I'm not hot at this moment. And I wasn't hot at all today. Well, I was hot on the hike because I was still in Marin. But as soon as I crossed that bridge, I just, I just felt like I could finally breathe. And yep, that's it. I'm sitting here in the city and missing it. I I miss living here. I do love San Francisco a lot. I really do. And the food is amazing. So there you have it. If you want to subscribe, please do. If you want to like it, like this podcast, that would be great. If you want to share it with a friend, please do. If not, then don't. I can't. I can't make people do anything and I can't expect anything. And all I know is that I really appreciate the people that do listen to the podcast. And sadly, there's not enough for me to keep it going, but I appreciate each and every one of you. And I hope you guys have a terrific day. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. 